Hi, welcome to Inner Style presented by Stellaire, a new virtual stylist app now available in the Apple and Android store. I'm your host, Allie, one of the co-founders, and I'm here to introduce a new and holistic approach to fashion and style. During the podcast, we'll have a chance to chat with various fashion professionals, ranging from celebrity stylists in LA to some of the top VIP personal shoppers in New York. We'll expose their insider knowledge of the fashion industry and learn tips and tricks for dressing creatively for any occasion. We'll also learn how to develop a unique sense of personal style, simplify the wardrobe, and save money in the process. During the interview, feel free to go to the App Store and download the Stellar app now, and you'll have a chance to upload all of your clothing items into your digital closet, and by the end of the show, you can begin creating new looks, receiving suggestions for any occasion, and also flipping through new ideas from our virtual stylist. Hi, super excited for today's guest on the show. We have Rain Parvis. She is a personal stylist based in LA. Welcome to the show, Rain. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Thanks. Great. First, I want to get started and learn a little bit more about you and your background, how you ended up in fashion. And I always want to know with stylists, what was the moment that you felt like maybe you had a gift for style and like, what was the story there? Sure. I originally started out in fashion and as, as a fit model pretty much in my early 20s and just kind of working for different companies like Tommy Hilfiger, Fredericks of Hollywood, uh, you know, designers for Victoria's Secret and all that kind of stuff where we really had to pay attention to the fit and give our advice or feedback on the garments. And then from there, uh, I won a business consultant and he was pretty much like, okay, well, what do you do a lot of? And I said, I don't know. I shop a lot and I pretty much don't know what to do with my life. Right. And <laughs> so he's like, okay, you're going to be a personal stylist. Kim Kardashian started that way. And I said, okay, cause I had nothing to lose. Cause at that time I was like 30 years old living in my parents' garage oh my gosh, yeah. broke. So <laughs> I kind of just wanted to, um, do he said he always suggested to start with something that you already do and just kind of try to make money at it. So rather than go towards celebrity styling or anything like that, I went after matchmaking agencies. Oh, I love that. Yes, it was so much fun because it was really at the time in my life being 30 and all my friends were 30. It's like we were in that in-between stage of, hey, we can't really wear like the short dresses out to the bar anymore and look like a fool and try to kind of look for a husband, right? Right, So so it's all about with fashion, like what is your intention? Who do you want to attract? So at at the time, my heart was all about having singles and helping people put their best foot forward. So I ended up emailing, sending out a bunch of letters to matchmaking agencies in the Los Angeles area. And that's pretty much how I got my start. Wow. I love that story. I had no idea. And that's like good for you for just recognizing a moment, a gap in the market, a great service, and then going after it. Uh, I'm not, I'm sure there weren't too many people doing that at the time. So that adds a lot of value too to the agency. Oh, right. Amazing. And especially being in Los Angeles, everybody wants to be a celebrity stylist, everybody, you know, so I just kind of had to find my niche. And that's what I would also recommend whoever is aspiring a stylist or whatever career path they're going in. It's like, find your little niche and push it that way. Yeah, that's really great advice because it is so competitive here. And everyone, there's so many different forms of styling that it's hard to tell 
in which sector. Um, and they're so mm-hmm. different with the, the clothes and the people you're working with and the clients. Um, but for you, I imagine it's really rewarding because you're transforming someone's life and confidence and fi- helping them find love. Like, that's so cool. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, amazing. So you're doing that now. And then um, I saw that you do a couple different forms of styling, right? And you're sort of all over the place in the media. And what do you have going on now? Sure. I'm technically a, I just accepted a position at Nordstrom, which is at the Grove, which is one of the top personal shopping arenas in, you know, all of us. So I'm personal styling from them, which is really awesome. So people book personal styling sessions through them. They come with me or another stylist there and we help them get ready for dates, for work, um, events, whatever kind of type of styling that they're interested in or just everyday lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then I still conduct, conduct my own color analysis online, virtual styling, as well as in-person closet audits, which are one of my favorites because I love to go through people's stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. It's so personal and you can really like make an impact and say like, yes, no, yes, no. Like, let's figure this out together. Yes, and everybody's unique and it's kind of like style psychology. You kind of find, okay, what's their sore parts? Why are you wearing certain items that maybe you shouldn't be wearing anymore, not just because about trends, but do they make you feel bad? Do they make you, are they causing you to hide, not draw attention to you? So it's kind of like getting between the why of what you wear. Right. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. That's a really good point of view is like, what is the impact? How is this being perceived by others? What's the message I'm saying? Because we talk a lot about how you have to make yourself happy and feel good and be comfortable. But at the same time, if you have a mission, which most people do in their career when they're out at night, then you have to take the other person into consideration too and you know, put your best foot forward. And, and if you know what you're looking for, then sort of adjust to that. Absolutely. That's really interesting to think about. So for someone in, I'm in my early 30s single, So what would you say is like the best go-to easy outfit to put together for a date or just to feel good? Like, do you you hear a lot of this question? Do you find a lot of similar clients? Like, do you have sort of a formula or is it really case by case? It's definitely case by case. But one of the things that I can say is you want to focus on your top part. So for example, men love any kind of flirty colors. That's why our Valentine's Day is red. Because we all see like mm-hmm. Carl's Jr. and McDonald's, like the fast food, the clearance sign. It's like, so when we see red, our heart our heart actually raises and we want it, right? So I always say, wow. try to wear flirty colors up top. Even if you're not into red, find maybe your burgundy or a pink or a magenta. And you're most likely going to be sitting down like maybe for cocktails or dinner. So rather than focus on, oh, how cute your skirt is, just make sure you're well, you're wearing a well-fitting top that's like open. And I always say stay away from like the high neck ones because it's going to make you seem a little bit closed off versus something like a scoop neck, V-neck, a little bit more open and flirty. I love that. That's great advice. I've never heard that before. Now I'm going to use that. That's so smart. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's great. So what are some examples of how you've seen it transform someone's life, like go from just like a not good place with their self-confidence, their style to then working with them. And then they're, they've, you know, found success. Do you have any success stories? Sure. I really feel that most people just needed a helping hand, like a helping professional hand that they trust to say, yes, I can wear this. And here's the why. Once they understand the why it really is just a boost of confidence. Like for example, one of my clients, she was 
early divorce, she wore all just drab, really colors and clothes that didn't fit. Because even though she lost a little bit of the weight, she still saw herself as someone that was bigger. And mm-hmm. what we kind of got down to was one, she didn't feel confident. So she didn't want to bring any attention to herself, any attention to her body. And then once I kind of showed her how her skin, hair, and eye color looked and other colors that were complementing to her and other styles that were complementing to her body shape, and she did like the little test, like, listen, just go out there and try this for two weeks and see how you feel. And then, of course, she was getting compliments and made her smile. She felt good about herself. And that's really what, no matter what it is, whether it's style or going, you know, to take a photography class or getting ready to shoot a YouTube video or whatever it is, if we just keep trying and once we start to get positive feedback and we see that, we'll keep wanting to do that. Yeah, I love that. That's sort of like finding the perfect magical combination of um, how do you feel in it? What's the response you're getting from others? Does it work for your body, your lifestyle, the colors? I mean, all of that has to play in together, which does take an expert like you to help sort that out. Right. And it's funny because I wish we could do that on our own, but you're right that like you, most people live in such limiting views of what they can and can't wear and who they are and they have no idea how it's interpreted by other people and to have someone push them out of their comfort zone and suggest like a bright lip color or a pattern dress that they would never wear. And then all of a sudden they found like a new side of themselves. And I just think that's so special. Exactly. And another thing is, is we all tend, like once you understand why people are wearing certain things or maybe not care, or if they really got to know the real me, they'd hire me. Or if they really got to know the real me, they'd want to date me. But we're all judged on our appearance in three seconds or less, whether we like it or not. So why not put our best selves forward so people don't have to, because people don't want to try so hard to get to know the real you. They want to have like an open invitation so people are more inviting and interested to warming up to you and getting to know you more. Exactly. That's so true. Especially true in LA, but also for interviews and when you're first out meeting someone for a date. Exactly. And they seem a little bit more trustworthy, like in the career force. I just remember when I was at a receptionist for a entertainment company. And whenever they were doing interviews, the boss or the HR could not help but comment on the wardrobe. And I mean, it wasn't demeaning. It was just like, oh my gosh, like, did you see her white gym socks with her skirt? I mean, it was just like, (laughs) it's like, brush your hair, you know? I mean, it was like funny, but it was also truthful where it's like, this is a job interview. If someone's going to hire you and put other people's careers, clients, you know, task into your hands, though your appearance definitely reflects that. It's so true. I know I've faced a lot of situations like that where uh, like we want to hire one of the interns and I suggest the best hardworking one, but she's actually like her appearance is very frazzled. Her hair, her clothes, everything is just disheveled and off. And it just in, in luxury fashion at the time, like that, that doesn't work. My manager was like, nope, Next, doesn't matter. Like, they have to present themselves. There's no option. Well, and people feel like, I've also did, like, a lot of seminars back in the day. People feel that if your wardrobe is out of date or, like you said, disheveled, frazzled, then your skills are going to be out of date. Your attention to detail is going to be out of date. So, yes, all that stuff definitely comes into play. That's so true. It's all this subtle, nonverbal communication of, like, how you judge the person. Yes. So true. So, 
I mean, I've been successful sort of investing in like one interview outfit that I've worn over and over before to just like meetings and whatever it is. And I'm curious your opinion about if someone does want that like one go-to perfect date outfit or one perfect interview outfit, like what are a couple pieces that people can invest in? Maybe they're on a budget, but they do want to spend money on a couple of things they can wear over and over. What would you suggest? Sure. So my top things are, again, it depends on your style personality. Some are a little bit more sporty, minimalist, you know, uh, romantic. But for me personally, it's more generic would be a blazer, some kind of leather or faux leather jacket, and then a sheath dress. So I feel like a sheath dress, I wear a dress with tennis shoes to work probably four or five times a week. And then the blazer, you can throw over a t-shirt and jeans for a little bit more casual polished look. You can wear it as an interview piece with a pencil skirt. And then the leather or moto jacket is just a little bit more for your going out and looking, you know, like you're still put together in investment pieces for your more casual life. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. I love all of those answers. And that's something that's worked for me living in New York, LA. Like it's sort of, you, you can wear the jackets every day. They work in every situation and it just, you always look good. And your sheath dress. I mean, if you get it cool enough, you can really wear it for a job interview. You can dress it down for, you know, with tennis shoes, you can wear it out. I've recently been wearing really tight, somewhat small t-shirts underneath my sundresses for work. So I don't have like cleavage (laughs) spilling out with tennis shoes and it just really works, but I still have the dress on to look professional with a little bit of edge to it. I love that. So cute. That's perfect. And then it's something you're comfortable in. Like you don't have to worry about like you said, cleavage or bending over or even like your feet hurt from heels. So it's like the perfect outfit. So polished. I love it. What are some of your favorite, okay, what are your favorite places to shop on a budget? And then what are some surprising places you like to find fashion? And maybe that's the same. Sure. I am still old school. I know there's a lot of online companies like Posh and, you know, eBay and Wish and all those other Mm -hmm. ones, but I really need to feel the texture of the fabric and see how it drapes on my body. So I'm still old school when it comes to consignment shops. And then in Los Angeles, we have this huge, huge, huge thrift store that's, you know, in the middle of Van Nuys, just like incredible. They get brand new merchandise from all these clothing companies. And if you, you definitely have to like to dig, but I have found some $500 gems in there. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> yes, there's like, uh, it's called, it's on, um, well, since you're from Los Angeles, you'll know, but it's, it's on uh, Fulton and Victory. And they get all their items from Wasteland that didn't sell. They'll get new stuff from clothing companies that maybe is just like out of season. I've seen Louis Vuittons in there. I've seen all sorts of stuff in there. And it's just really cool because you know when you find something, it's going to be a great piece to add on with maybe your, you know, your basics. So if you find a great valuable piece, you can go to places like... I don't know, Banana Republic and get a nice sheath dress for $60 that looks expensive. And then the combination of the two together will just elevate your style. Yeah, that's such a good point. Investing in the the outerwear or like the main item. Right. And you can just, like we were talking about earlier, you can just start small with great toppers because that's what people see first. So that's your jackets, that's your pencil skirts, that's your uh, pants. Um, and then we can kind of go inward with the blouses and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. That's something I need to go shopping and reinvest. I'm definitely going to find this place in the Valley. That sounds amazing. 
So I'm not about a bargain. It's I, I get lost in there for hours. Like it's no joke. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, I'm all about like, you know, anywhere that you can find both like name brand, but then also just one of a kind, like the vintage from Wasteland is still super cool. So mm-hmm. I love I'm that. also a fan. I mean, I do love Nordstrom's obviously because I work there, but I'm a huge fan of Nordstrom's rack as well because they'll have clear the racks, which is 25% off. They're already marked down merchandise. So I got a pair of mother jeans there, I think for $40 and they're on, they go full price for 300 bucks in Nordstrom. So you'd kind of have to shop a little bit off season, but I mean, jeans will last forever. Your blazer, you can wear all seasons because every single office I've ever been in is freezing. (laughs) Yeah, so true. (laughs) So Nordstrom's rack is another uh, great one as well. That's such a good point. I forgot about that. I should check it out. I've heard that. And everyone loves Nordstrom and they're doing amazing things now with the other brands that are living in there, like Reformation. I think that's so cool. Have you seen the clientele change because of that? I really, I mean, to me, in my opinion, Nordstrom was just a little bit more old school money-esque wise, like, you know, up there with like Neiman or Saks. Mm-hmm. But working there in the Grove, there's so many different people from all walks of life in there. I mean, there's 20-year-old graduate fashion students from tourists to, you know, people that go just in that Nordstrom from the Valley because we don't really have one located. The only one we have right now is in Topanga or that one. So you oh, just, yeah. I mean, doctors, lawyers, movie stars, all just different sort, uh, different types there. And there's really something for everybody. I don't know. It's just really fun. It's, it's just been such an adventure to see how many people, different kinds of stroke people come in there. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I know. And it's such a great company. I love what they're doing. So you're in a great place. So let's see. Do you have any style pet peeves? Yes. My main one is... I know this is horrible and people are going to just get on me for this, but whatever. (laughs) I'm not not a fan of all black because I feel like it doesn't really take any creativity to wear all black and it's really not a complimentary color to one's hair, skin, and eye color. Mm -hmm. And then another pet peeve is mine is when women wear their like sandals or high heel shoes and they have their toes hanging off the tip. Oh, that's bad. That's a good one. That drives me crazy. It's like, how do they not know? And it must be uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. So that's just one of my pet peeves that I noticed right away. That's so funny. Yeah. I think I, I used to live in all black in New York because it was just easy and you could find like really great basics and just get like a good overcoat. Mm-hmm. But in the past couple of years, I just can't do it anymore. And you're right. It's boring. It's you don't stand out. It says nothing about you and your personal style. And also moving to the West Coast, it's just like it, you stick out. It doesn't make sense. And so, yes. yeah, it's been fun to kind of like re-explore colors and patterns and things personally that I never, ever would consider before. Oh, that's not me. I've never, I don't wear dresses. And it's like, you know what? Maybe I should just let go of everything I've thought about what I can and can't wear and start fresh and just like, go, go try. Yeah. And here's the th- Yes. Even if you don't, I mean, even if you do like black, it's just, there's different ways where you can add a scarf or a necklace or a lipstick, but really scientifically, it actually makes most people look a little bit older. Cause when you think about, Oh, I'm going to wear a nice lipstick to bring out my cheekbones, or I'm going to wear a nice blue shirt to match my eye color. Mm-hmm. So we're, when you dress in all black, like especially by your face, you're bringing out 
your blackheads, your pores, your black underneath the shadows in your face. And you're actually emphasizing all those things. Oh. So it is technically making you look older than what you are. So if, if you ever had those days where you've like done your hair and your makeup and someone's like, oh, you look so tired. Like Have you slept? Day. You're probably yes. wearing the wrong color. <laughs> like, no, I feel great. And I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so true. I didn't even think about that. But that makes perfect sense. So it's like, I've been told I look good in blue because I have blue eyes and it was just like, oh, it's whatever. But obviously it would make sense the same if I'm wearing black, it's going to bring out the black. So, oh my gosh. Yes. Everything and for me. I, I mean, I saw your, your Instagram feed and all your photos. So you seem to be like a little bit more of a minimalist. Yes. You know, just love, you love the demure colors maybe, you know, but even the difference between you're probably not going to, just from what the photo I saw of you, you're probably not going to look amazing in stark white, stark white as you would in an ivory white or a bone, just because it's like a slightly softer color. Oh, so those are okay. also things to think about. You know, I love black, but I, when I do wear it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear black and forget it. So I'll just wear a necklace or lipstick, mm -hmm. but I'll try to wear more vintage black, which is a way softer black than the harsh black that we see so much of. And then like some days you're going to be like, so what, I'm going to wear it anyway, but at least you're making an educated style choice versus just not knowing. Right. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. I love that. It's funny you say that because I just moved into a new apartment and I was like, it's going to be all white and minimal, like nothing. And since I've moved in, it's become all beige, all soft. Like I've never mm -hmm. lived this way before, but it, it feels nice. It's kind of like a warmer, softer experience. And so I guess somehow I knew that, but not like on my body. So, um, thanks for saying that. That's super cool. <laughs> Yes, you're welcome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I feel like you have so much great advice. And for everyone listening, where can they find you and stay in touch and uh, maybe hire you? Sure, you can find me at rainparvis.com, R-A-Y-N-E-P-A-R-V-I-S. And then I'm mostly on Instagram at rainparvis, and I give lots of fun tips, body positivity stuff. And if you message me, I will reply to you. Oh, so nice. I'm going to start following you. I love it. Um, well, thank you so much. This has been really informative and really fun too. So I'm so glad you came on the show. Thanks, Allie. Wow, really fun episode with Rain. I know I gained a lot of great style insight and not just about how to develop your personal style, which we talk about a lot, but really practical tips about what we should be wearing in different situations and considering the color and what does that mean and the the cut of our top and, you know, how to sort of refine in any situation our style that also fits with how we're being perceived. And so for me, I've always gone for a couple like go-to date outfits or interview outfits that I know every time it's, it works, it's easy, it's, it highlights my coloring and, or my body type and it's just easy. So it was great to hear that from her and to remember that it's not just about developing your overall wardrobe and thinking about personal style, but really case by case, different occasions, uh, what should you be wearing and what, and if you don't have that in your closet, then maybe investing in a couple of those pieces because they're going to live over and over. You'll feel confident and just know that it works for you specifically brings out the best in you. So yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the episode and also the app Stellaire, you can uh, achieve the same results by selecting date night, 
you know, casual type in your body type, and it will pull from your closet all the looks that could work for that occasion. So it's really fun. It also takes into account colors and patterns and layers and all of these things that will help you just come up with different creative suggestions for going out. So check out the app and thanks for listening.